I don't know. The do- Strongy might not be a girl. Oh, that's true. Because he also has Strongy. I don't know. It, what what does Strongy identify as? Strength knows no gender. Hell yeah. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Anyway, after awkwardly acquiring additional Aisling animals, our adventurers are costed by abrupt antecedent associates. Basically. Back before bonding with Boat, the band's bad boy broke bread and burgled with these brigands. Clearly. These characters are no cold criminals, as charisma cleared up any confusions. Diplomacy. Determined minds deftly dodged deceitful dialogue. Eloquence. Eventually, everyone elected to exit the encounter. Farewell. Fortunately, they finished with former friends and found their feet furthering the fable. Gallivant. Galloping over green grass, our gregarious group gained ground. Hearth. Hoofing and a-hopping, they hurry on. Imagine. Solinar imply inching incognito into town. Journey. Boat joyously jumps at buying jarringly jittery locks. Koza. Kind-hearted kid. Likeable. Lawful-leaning lad, but could likely loosen up. Mood. Meandering minds of muddled monks may marinate in meditation. Nuance. Near narrow notions nestle nuggets of new norms. Obviously. Only over time. Payment. The paladin purchases proper play armor and ponders picking imported presents for the party. Question. It's quid pro quo with quirky quixotic quest lines. Reasonable. Reeling from recent resets, they readily require replenishments. Senses. Strange spices are snagged for special someones, and Solinar senses sweat on his spine. Tingly. Terrifying. Unsettling. Unnerving. Variety. Voyagers, vigilantes, and vagabonds. Whimsy. Well, we're wary of what wacky weirdness they'll weave this week. Exhausted. Expectations exceedingly extra. Yep. You can yell and yuck as much as you yearn, but that's just how the oak yellows. Zoom call? Zoinks. So we find ourselves back in Miller's Port on a cool but comfortable autumn day. Uh, Where we last left Koza, he was heading back toward the inn. Solinar was uh, having some kind of feelings about some kind of thing. Johannes was at the spice merchant. I imagine he had finished his transaction by that point. Uh, And Boat had gone off to meditate, and that was vaguely mysterious. So uh, we're actually going to start with Solinar, because that was the cliffhangeriest part of the last episode. Solinar, a building before you is being actively demolished, and you can see that there is active construction in its place. Looks like there are, like, beams and some foundational support being put where the building previously was. Okay, and Solinar has absolutely been to Miller's Port before, so do I know what this building is or would have been, rather? If you remember correctly, with a history roll, I'll tell you. I could roll dice to play this dice rolling game, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is, uh, that's not good. What did you get? 
double checking a six. It's not going to be enough, but you do remember that this, that the building that is being destroyed used to have some kind of dark significance somehow. You feel it was tied into your past. Stupid Millersport. Stupid. Frickin' have to come through here. Frickin' thought we were gonna lay off of this stuff until later for the Copper Temple. Stupid. Frickin'. I just, I, I just need an armory and then we can go. So the smell of soot and metal and ozone hits you before you're able to come across the blacksmith that you've been looking for. Despite the fact that you would expect blacksmiths to be big and burly and able to wield a hammer with an amount of dexterity, there is a small eight-year-old girl who seems to be hammering away at the swords. She appears eight. Let me be very clear. This is a magical world. I mean, yes. Appearances can be often be deceiving. Solonar is still going to be a little bit like uh concernicus look. Um, so Solonar is just going to stop and watch her hammer at the swords for a little bit. As she uh, hammers, you see a gentleman whose hair seems to be made of fire. Uh, walk up to her and take the sword and go, no, 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 darling, this is how we do this. And he begins hammering in a way that you would be more accustomed to seeing from a blacksmith. Uh, ex- excuse me. Oh, yeah, he wipes his hands on his leather apron and walks over to you. Can I help you, sir? I was, um, I was in search of an armorer. Specifically, I was looking to see if I could buy some gear in leather but I don't know I, I've i been to Miller's Port but it's been a while so I don't really know my way around. Do you know where someone like a leather worker would be? Uh, yes, actually I do. Uh, give me one moment. I'm actually fairly new to the town so it'll take me a moment to remember. Uh, take a left then another left then a right and there you should be there at the tanned hide. Left, left, right, tanned hide. You'll be able to smell it before anything else. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, dude, is not. I don't want to intrude, but your daughter seems very young to be uh, working with molten metal, and I, I don't, I don't know, uh. I guess she's very talented. And Solonar, like, turns. She hear, he, he, as you walk away, you hear him turn to a little girl and be like, he, hear that? He says you're talented. Means if you work hard, you could be good at this. You hear, like, a soft little, yay, as you walk off. Okie dokie. Child labor laws are weird in Millersport. <laughs> I thought that guy was going to be like, this guy trying to tell me how to raise my daughter. Well, she keeps going into the forge, and he figured he'd rather teach her how to be safe rather than constantly try and stop her. If you're it's gonna, just more if efficient. you're gonna do it, I would rather you do it with me. Yeah, he, at home, he gets her. He gives her a beer afterwards. He's just like, <laughs> it's, it's keeping you off the streets. Is that is that not how you parent? Is that not how that works? So you make your way to the tanned hide, and the gentleman was correct. You smell it long before you find it. The place smells of, well, dead, treated animal skin. 
Though you do see hanging on hanging on racks on the door are some sets of very nice leather armor. All right, Solinar Solinar's in the market for one thing, uh, and then he'll start he'll start going down from there. The thing he's after is black studded leather. You will be able to find that. Excellent. It will take 45 gold, though. Oof. In for a copper, in for a silver, I guess. Um, excuse me. A gentleman with a deeply scarred face, a large red beard, and what appears to be sort of a permanent, like, drunk flush to his face comes in. Alien! I'm sorry, for a moment there, I thought your face was on fire, and I just saw a guy whose hair was on fire, but it seemed like he was cool with that, so I was, I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, I was, the, um, this, this studded leather over here, I, I was, I was interested in purchasing this studded leather over here. Oh, that piece, huh? Charge you 50 gold, 50 gold for it. 50? Hold on a minute, friend. I've been to many a fine shop across this land, and my friend Gravy Boat Barnes, he knows a thing or two about getting a deal, and I know for a fact that in certain other parts of Alaria, you can get the same kind of leather for 40 gold. Probably should go to some parts of Alaria then, friend. Well, the trouble My is... My stuff is the highest quality. Trouble is, I'm not in other parts of Alaria. I'm here. Just why are you going to pay 50 gold? I think I think 50's a little extreme, don't you? I tell you what, and I'll roll persuasion on this. What if yes, you, you will. What if you met me in the middle? Can he get advantage since he dropped Gravy Boat's name? No! That doesn't work! You're not a god! I'm famous! It's You're f- not that famous! Hey! <laughs> I only rolled a 10, but I have proficiency in that, so it's a 15. That's actually going to be enough to get you the 45 Hell deal. yeah! He will grumble something about cheap elves, but he will sell you the armor. Racist. And the problem is, is that... <laughs> It does fit very nicely. It's very comfortable and feels very sturdy. Wait, why is that a problem? Because he grumbled nonsense about elves and sold you very high quality armor, but he is not a good man. Oh, oh, so it's a problem that he's good at what he does because he is not a good person. Because he's a racist. Yes. So, Solinar, your uh, setup armor, your nice armor, is there anything else you need to do or is that is that where you needed to be? Uh, I mean, Solinar's borderline broke at this point, so borderline? I think I think he's headed back to the inn. He has seven gold and five copper to his name. Hey, that's that's something. Actually, I guess. you know what? You know what? On his way back, if he sees any, uh, Solinar's going to stop in at a gemstone kind of store. Someone like, deal, someone dealing in rocks, precious stones. Lobsters. Things like that. Lobsters. Like Crack. precious? Like, are you trying to go to a jeweler's kind of spot? Or are you trying to go to, like, here's a bunch of tumbled rocks that are in various things that we say have mystical properties kind of store? 
I mean, probably more of the latter, but the former might also work. He has a fist-sized amber stone that he's looking to offload. Mm, since mm. since he just looked in his wallet after paying 45 gold and being like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm broke. <laughs> All right. So you're going to go looking for a gemstone shop. Uh, that brings us to Boat, who went off to mysteriously meditate. Yeah. Like, he's been going through a lot lately. Can you really blame him for wanting to recenter himself and find some inner peace? No, I, I am not questioning it at all. It's just more unusual for him to resort to meditation. He grew up in a monastery. Yeah, and he then became a professional wrestler. I don't know what monastery life he carries with him. He's a multidimensional person. Um, he is sitting uh, in a, like... A clearing that's like a, a rock outcropping over the ocean, uh, like at the edge of town. And uh, he has his hat off. He's put like a rock on part of it to prevent it from blowing away. And uh, uh, he did the same thing with the cloak of office of the guard captaincy of Palabar. There's a big rock on top of it so it doesn't blow away or into the ocean Damn or anything it. like that. Except it wasn't a rock. <laughs> it was a rock <laughs> It was lobster. a rock lobster that steals it and runs away into the sea. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so he's sitting uh, sort of on his, uh, like he's got his legs bent under him, not sitting like cross-legged style or anything, but sitting like sort of on his knees, is uh, staring straight ahead, um, and just reciting, you know, his uh, his monosyllabic mantra uh, over and over again, trying to uh, Hell. yeah, exactly, <laughs> trying well, to well uh, quiet the divisions within his mind that have uh, become uh, loudly combative of late, as he struggles uh, to reconcile his inherent belief of personal liberty and non-interference with. The need for uh, perhaps for for a hand up for some people. Some might even say a, a, a socialist action. You want to roll wisdom? Sure. I'm asking you once again to roll wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. So while you are not able to completely quell the conflicting feelings inside of you, you are able to reach emotionally, sort of a calm truce within yourself. You're aware that you're not going to be able to get this completed today, this this internal work that you're doing, but you are in a spot where you will be able to move on to your next thing and collect more information for the next battle you will fight within your own soul. Is there uh, some sort of a house of faith in Millersport? There are several houses of faith. It sort of depends on what uh, what temple you're looking for. Um, I don't suppose there's, like, any kind of monastery, be it secular or religious. There is a temple of Umberly and a temple of Valcour. Um, with sort of a half-formed thought in his mind, Boat stands and, uh, recostumes himself and, uh, heads sort of vaguely in the direction of the Umberly temple. Of the two, you decided to go to the Umberly mm -hmm. temple. All righty. So while he's on his way to the Umberly Temple, uh, Koza, you were on your way to the inn with the ponies. Did I make it to the inn? You did make it to the inn, and the ponies are intact. 
Oh, okay. What were some of the sights I saw on the way to the inn? So you did see uh, more smell than anything, the fish market. You also saw a very kind, like a kind of gaudy looking tavern called the Coral Barstool. When I say gaudy, it's it's painted and sort of decorated with plaster in a way to look like the like a coral reef you can walk inside as the facade of the storefront. It sticks out like a sore thumb and is clearly some kind of weird tourist trap. So, um, Koza has taken the, the, the animals to the inn and, you know, got room board for the animals and probably also got, uh, went ahead and got room for the, the party also. Go ahead and subtract, uh, three gold from your inventory. Is that for just me? That, that's for, that's to get the room and the board for the whole group. I'm not going to mince with that. Okay, cool. Um, so then I'm going to go... Continental breakfast will not be provided. <gasps> um, how, about, how about national breakfast? Uh, I w- I'm talking to the innkeep now. Um, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, uh, yes, dear. The sign out says, outside says breakfast is included, but um, I just noticed on the, these documents, they say it's not actually included. Unfortunately, breakfast included was before my hands gave out. Oh, what so she hold up two just bags, <laughs> two stumps. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir, but the age has claimed my joints in a way that I hope you never know. I'm running this place by myself since my son died can't provide breakfast anymore i i feel like i um can i help you i'm i'm always looking for help friend uh, <laughs> guys Coz is gonna leave the party to help this old woman i mean you you came out hard with the sob story first my hands then my son what's gonna be taken from me next <laughs> Is there anybody else at the um at the the counter? Yeah, nearby? there's a man named Age at the corner of the bar and he's just <laughs> holding her hands and he's, he's just like I took them. These are mine now. <laughs> uh the only thing that you see is a tired looking old dog behind the counter. When you make eye contact with him, he does that long dejected dog sigh that I've only known old dogs to make. Um, yeah, Co- Koza is looking back and forth, like trying to look for anybody else, um, <laughs> and, and there's nobody there. Um, I, the dog makes eye contact with you and does the uh, long oh, dejected dog oh, sigh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I. If you'd like, friend, I could see about going into my kitchen and finding some bread or cheese or fruit. What if? What if, um, what if me and my friends made breakfast tomorrow? Oh, that would be lovely. Just don't count on my dog. It has cancer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would be so happy for that. Uh, Okay, yeah. We'll, 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 We'll all make breakfast tomorrow for everybody. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, she kind of like does this bouncy, jazzy little walk as she as she hunches. <laughs> does over does she suddenly of... do jazz hands? 
<laughs> no, no uh, the arthritis is too bad for that. But like she does this excited little grandma waddle. So this isn't a Grandpa <laughs> Joe situation. Got it. <laughs> so, um, Kosa, um, well, um, uh, okay, um, uh, I'll be right back. And Kosa goes upstairs and, um, gets a quill out and a piece of paper and writes a note. We're cooking breakfast for everybody tomorrow and leaves it on, on the, um, door for, okay. so everybody can see it when they get to the, uh, inn. Got it. Are you going to head out and do anything else? Yeah, I was because I was going to step back out into the um, this kind of warm, but not too warm, slightly humid uh, day. It's still kind of like early-ish in the day. Not like it's noonish, right? Yeah, it's give or take. It's give or take. You're probably hitting like 130 or okay. something around now. Yeah, so because is going to go check out this weird tourist trappy bar um, place, tavern. All right. So the Coral Barstool, as you walk into it, you see that it's a kind of lovely tavern, despite its gaudy entrance. Uh, there are several uh, serving serving wenches running around that seem to be in themed mermaid costumes. And despite the fact that the costumes are slightly racy, there are several families there that seem to be enjoying plates of food and particularly fizzy ales. Am I greeted when I walk in? You are a redheaded woman <laughs> with a. What? Is my is my waitress Ariel? No, she's not. That was not where I was going with that. Uh, but now she absolutely. I is also Ariel. liked your pause where you're like, "Am I greeted?" And you go, "A," and I thought you were going, "A." <laughs> yeah, that's how you're greeted at the Coral Bar. A. So she walks up. <laughs> so since since all of that has been set up, she walks in. What up? Welcome to the Coral Bar Stool. Oh, um, um, hello. This this is a very unique place. Yeah, we're known like all around this area. Are you new here? I, I've never been here before. This is my first time in Miller's Port. Oh, well, great. You want me to show you to a table? Uh, okay. So she guides you to a table, which is goddishly, like, very goddishly shaped, like a uh, oyster shell that's open. And you have to, like, scoot into the booth because it's sort of a U-shape. Okay. Is there, like, does the top of the oyster, like, hang a little too low and so everybody who tries to get in there knocks their head? No, it it sticks straight up, fortunately. Okay. (laughs) So that... It's not incredibly inconvenient for the poor servers that work there. True. She hands you a small piece of parchment with the word menu written across the top. Is there anything I can get you to drink? Um, uh, what do you recommend? Well, we're known for our ales because they're particularly fermented to be really, really fizzy. Uh, oh, that sounds fun. Uh, sure. I can go ahead and grab you one of those. Give me one sec. Uh- and she walks off. The menu in front of you lists a lot of tavern fare with fried fish and bowls of mussels. It, it's a very seafood-heavy menu. Um, let's see here. Uh, at the booth next to you, there are two screaming children and two parents who continue their meal, ignoring their screaming children. Oh. There is another table to the other side of them that you can tell is talking mad crap about the table with the parents and the children. So, you know, an average day at a, you know, 
mid-range family restaurant? Um, I guess I'll just wait here. Uh. It's not long before the server returns with your very fizzy ale, and she was not kidding. It looks like there is particles of the drink trying to escape. Is it sentient? No, it is It is not a <laughs> sentient beer. I have not done that to you yet. Oh. It hurts you from the inside. <laughs> oh, Koza takes the beer. Um... I have a question. Yes. Where is, I have an answer. Where is Bull amongst all of this? He's in my backpack, who I've set on the, the, um, the, it's a booth, right? Yeah. So my backpack's sitting on the booth next to me. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I, I take the beer without spilling it. That's very charming. So what can I get you? Oh, um, I, I, oh, I'm sorry to ask again, but do you have any recommendations? Well, our special right now is a tomato mussel soup that's supposed to be really, really good. I haven't tried it because I'm allergic to shellfish, so I can't eat anything on the menu. Oh, that's, that's, I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. Is that what I can get you? Uh, Okay. Wonderful. I'll be right back. As she leaves and Koza waits for his meal to be prepared, let's go ahead and check in on Johannes. It's me, Johannes. I've got so many bags of things, spices mostly. Got this new shiny breastplate, which I can see myself in, which is my favorite type of breastplate. And I'm on the lookout for my friends. I know that they are going to be at an inn, but the only inn I came to had this woman who had hooks for hands and a sad dog. And they both looked at me so sadly that I felt like I was intruding on something. <laughs> hmm. Oh, 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 I know Boat said he was going to go to meditate, but it seems like he's right over there. I'm going to go and join Boat. So, Boat, as you are walking toward the Temple of Umberly, uh, you are joined by Johannes. Hey, friend. How's it going, Boat? It's going fine. I just... I saw this uh, this uh, house of faith over here, and it was the first one I came to, so I thought I would head over here and maybe try to find some guidance. That's a good call. I, you know, I haven't looked for guidance or gotten guidance in a while. I should go with you. That's fine. This could be fun. Let's, let's uh, both uh, sort of help find ourselves together. Oh, I'm in. You two walk into the Temple of Umberly, which is a beautiful structure held up with columns that look like raging waves. The steps themselves are also carved to undulate in a way that it's a little uncomfortable to walk up. You're not really sure you can evenly get your footing, but as soon as you step onto the polished marble floor, you hear the gentle sound of water rushing from altars within. Oh, we may have stumbled into a bathhouse by mistake. Yeah, but it sounds so pleasant. Look at the architecture. It's great. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a statue of a woman clad in seaweed with various shells and starfish and pearls adorning the hair of the statue. She is holding this large basin of water that is just endlessly pouring water into a pool below. There are several priests adorned with robes with Umberly's symbol, one of which walks up to welcome you. 
Hello, travelers. What can I do for you? Hey, old friend. I'm, uh, wondering if you all would help me, or you can point me in the right direction for some help. I'm just looking for some guidance. I'm, uh, at sort of a crossroads in my life and development here, and, uh, I could really use, uh, the ear and advice of, uh, someone of great faith and wisdom. Well, you've come to a temple of a sea goddess, my friend. Well, the way I see it, the ocean is tempestuous at times, but in the aggregate, it's calm, it's strong, it knows purpose. And I'm really looking for purpose. Well, we can offer you all the help we can here, friend, but... I would say that you could also go to the manor. What's the manor? The Silver Sea Manor. It's it, it's home of Lord Celesti. He's the one who runs Miller's Port. Oh, He's really? a very kind man and very wise, despite his youth. From uh, from what uh, font of wisdom does he draw his guidance to people? He oversees the entirety of Miller's port, and his family has done so from generations. Despite his youth, he has proven quite a level-headed lad, and has guided several of the populace in various scuffles and debates, and always, we believe, the majority of us, have believed that he is fair and understanding of our plights. Well, maybe I just need somebody with some objectivity on my situation, who could give me some sort of clear-eyed, clear-eyed, like, observation of what they think. Lord Celesti is a very good one for that, I think, but we are also happy to offer you guidance here, as ever it may be. Hmm. I'll tell you what, let me go check out this Celesti fellow, and, uh, you know, if I don't feel like he's really hit the mark, I'll swing back over. We will be happy to see you. Yeah, I think One I'm going to I'm going to go with him to this clear-eyed Celeste guy. As uh the the priest kind of like looks strangely at um he he looks strangely at Johannes only to see if you look the water near the basin where Johannes is standing seems to be bubbling in a way that you might describe as angrily. Oh, looks like we got some hot water over there. These waters are from the ocean directly. They shouldn't be hot. Hmm. Say, have you all ever considered opening this place up for a, uh, like a, a hot mineral bath? Got all those oh, natural salts in there? That would be very disgraceful to Umberly. Hmm. Well... She is not the kindest goddess. Why do you worship her if she's not kind to you? She controls the seas, friend. There is a very fine line between reverence and fear. What if you moved inland? Could you worship another god? You do not understand how seafaring towns work, do you? I do not come from a seafaring town. I've traveled the oceans before, but I've never lived near one of them. Well, if you've traveled by the ocean, then you know how mercurial it can be. Let me tell you a story about the mercurial ocean. First time... Uh, well, it wasn't the first time, but it was the most recent time I went to Ocean Var. We were attacked by a sea monster. Are you ocean-splaining to an ocean priest? I'm having a conversation. I'm interfacing oh. with him. So we were, we were sailing to Ocean Var, we was, and uh, 
get out in the ocean and a sea monster attacks us. Would you believe it? We had to fight a sea monster who was trying to sink our boat. It's true. But fortunately, thanks to the sea, we were able to keep our footing and uh, thwart, thwart the monster's attempts. We uh, boat even threw an anchor and slayed it. Yeah, it I got cr- a question about sea monsters. Maybe you'll be able to answer this for me. Is this like, uh, in the legends of our world, is this like a situation where the ocean goddess bled and from her blood poured the monsters of the sea and they did plague the earth? No, my friend. I believe that they are just as natural as beasts of the earth. Interesting. I'm not a natural philosopher, so I don't really know these things. Do you think it would be well, a good thing for us to get rid of sea monsters in for Umbali? Because then she doesn't have monsters in her seas. I will tell you that Umberly will... Hmm, how do I best phrase this? Umberly brings the children of the ocean to her heart, believing that the ocean should be wild and untamed. She bristles against the concept of sailors returning safely home. The ocean is open only to her moods. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me see if I understand you correctly. So you're saying that she believes the ocean should be wild? She's a chaotic evil god. This priest is trying real, real hard to not be insulting to his god, but she is a chaotic evil god. I know that, but Boat doesn't know that. He asked the man a question. Why is Boat always rude to literally everyone? He's not being rude. He's trying to understand their catechism. Maybe move inland is not an appropriate thing to say to an ocean priest that lives by the ocean. I said that a long time ago. I'm trying to get information what, now. What is the that ocean priest? Boat. What is the ocean priest's actual like reaction to that? Uh, he's very clearly trying to sort of keep it together. He's more having issues trying to figure out how to spell out to this guy that the ocean goddess is very, very awful without saying aloud that the ocean goddess is very, very awful. So anyways, Boat's like, oh, so you're saying she doesn't believe that, you know, she thinks the ocean should be wild and like the things that live in it should live in it? Yes, and that those who do not should stay away. It she, is by her grace that sailors survive. Interesting. And it is by her changing mood that they die. So she believes at her core that the ocean should be unregulated. <laughs> All right. Well, you, oh, my God. <laughs> thank you, friend. You've given me a lot to think about. Uh, thanks, thanks for pointing me in the direction of that Celesti fellow. I'll, uh, I'll catch back up with you if I need some more help. I'm sorry. Are you inherently implying that chaotic evil is libertarianism in the six by six grid? Sounds like this is what you're saying right now. Yeah, man. I'm just just trying to talk about I'm just trying to talk about ocean regulations. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. You know what you're doing. Don't you pin this on me. You know exactly (laughs) what you're doing. Boat's got some things to think about now. Umberly believes she's she believes like, that things shouldn't be regulated. Hmm. Umberly believes <laughs> that everybody needs to worship her and stay out of her ocean. Boat's taking what boat's taking from this. It doesn't have to be objectively true. I'm just I'm just which saying. is true of all of boats' things. Uh, have you guys left the temple of Umberly? 
Yeah, farewell, Temple of Bumblebee. Are you actually saying that out loud? No! <laughs> you say no like that's not the kind of thing you do! So... He's like, farewell, Temple of Bumblebee. Come on, Johannes, we have to go find the temples of Soundwave and Optimus Prime. <laughs> so... With a respectful bow to the priest, the two of you leave. You notice that as Johannes steps away from the water, it ceases bubbling. Does the priestess notice this also? The priest will notice this. He he keeps his eye on them until they leave. Solinar, we're coming back to you. Did I find either a magic rocks store or a gemstone dealer? You did find a gemstone store. Okay. So it it runs the gamut from precious stones to like rocks. Oh, perfect. There is a man behind the counter with such a big bristly mustache that you are not entirely convinced there is a mouth under it. Think like the multi-armed dude from Spirited Away as far as like mustache aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking, I'm picking up the vibes you're putting down. Uh, Solonar, Solonar walks in and he goes, how do you do, friend? Well, hello, friend. How can I help you? What's the um what's the market like for amber these days? Depends on the quality of the amber and depends on the size of the stone. Well, let me know what you think about this. And Solonar pulls a fist-sized hunk of amber out of his pack and gently places it on the man's counter. He's going to, like, take it. He's going to pull his jeweler's lens out, and he looks at it carefully, making a bunch of sort of old man grunting, snorting noises. So, <laughs> so to be clear, this is something that I that I took from the bronze... Bronze? Brass. Brass. From the brass shrine. It was in with some, like, temple keeper priest stuff. This right here is a fine specimen. I could offer you a fair price for this. What were you looking to get? Oh, God. What do I roll to know anything about how gems are priced? What were you looking to get? I don't know anything about how gems are priced. History or nature? Nature? Okay. 18. All right. You're going to be able to tell that you could probably end up selling this for like two or three gold because while it's very nice, amber is so common in this area that it is unlikely that you will fetch a particularly high price. Mm. All right. But Solonar does not like having such a light purse. Especially because I don't think Solonar is assuming that rooms have been paid for yet. So I'm going to almost say that uh, even though he's not going to get ideal pricing for it, Solonar's going to uh, try to sell the stone here. All right. You're going to get three gold for it. Okay. Which will bring us back to Koza, who has been served a delicious spicy fish stew. Tomato based. Okay. So it doesn't look like there's anything weird in the soup right it's just normal soup you can go ahead and roll investigation for that it's poisoned 
Investigate um, the soup. <laughs> that, that's going to be a seven. A seven doesn't look like there's anything suspicious in the soup. All right, cool. I'm going to start eating the soup. The soup is well-seasoned, spicy, and the flavors from the fish inside pick up the flavors of the tomato and broth very, very nicely. You are very pleased with this soup, and it pairs incredibly well with the very fizzy ale. You can see why this place does as well as it does, despite its terribly, terribly gaudy front. So, do I notice anything else while I sit here and enjoy my meal? No. Other than that, everything seems fine and normal. The other families that were there have paid their bills and gotten up and left, and other families have come to take their place. It seems like it's a fairly busy space. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think I finished my meal. Am I offered dessert? You are not offered dessert. This tavern doesn't really have a selection. Well, they're really missing out on some revenue opportunities there. But all right, fine. Kosas, like, let me let me sell you some dessert class mushrooms. Yes, here are here are some chocolate spinies. Yeah, so Kosas gonna grab grab his backpack with bowl in it and hop out of the booth. Do I pay at the table or do I pay at the counter? You pay at the table and it's only going to cost you like a silver. Okay, cool. So yeah, I pay before getting up and I stand up and head on out. As you step out of the tavern, you are going to immediately see Solinar, who's going to look very dashing in his new studded leather armor, if not a little bit like he's working through some middle school angst. Oh, hello, Solinar. Stupid town in it. Oh, hey, Hosa, what's up? Oh, is that new ar- armor? Oh, yeah. Um, I just picked this up. Uh, it's, I basically broke now, but I have armor again. Oh, that, that should be good. Yeah. What, did you, there is a part of me that is tempted to go back and check out this blacksmith because it was kind of unusual, but... I don't actually have anything that I need from a blacksmith, and I'm also basically broke. So I don't want to just go in and wander around their forge, just poking at things that they've built. But if I knew someone who needed something, who could be there for shopping reasons... Are you saying you want me to go to the blacksmith with you? You could just ask. I mean, I'm, well, it's... More what I'm asking is, do you need anything from a blacksmith? Um, I don't think I personally need anything, but is there something you need? No, there's not really anything I need well, at the moment. Is there anything I mean, I've got you a, want? I mean... Look, let's just a, go. A, a man could always use another set of throwing knives, you know? Yeah, like let's, just, let's just go. We'll, we'll see when we get there. We can We can always shop. Yeah, maybe I can afford throwing knives. Hey, what do you, you went to the inn, right? Yes. Oh, and what we're, we're did, making did, breakfast for everybody tomorrow. Wait, we're what? We're making breakfast for everybody tomorrow. What kind of? All right, I hope we got a good deal on this room. Oh, oh no the the old lady there she can't cook anymore. So I I, I just thought we would. I I'm sorry. You volunteered us for free to cook breakfast for an entire inn? Look, you'll just have to meet the old lady and the old dog, and you'll understand. 
I'm, There's an I'm, old dog, Solinar. You don't understand. An old dog. I'm progressively more concerned about our rooming situation as this conversation goes along. And maybe, maybe I can afford throwing knives at the blacksmith, and that'll be excuse enough to figure out what the heck is going on. His hair, Koza, is on fire. Fire hair. Uh, we should hurry back. We should get in there quickly. And Koza starts, like, running over there. How far? How long? To the, to the blacksmith? Yeah. He's not terribly far away, and you're able to see exactly yeah, what Solonar so, is so talking about as he hammers Yeah, away. I see a guy whose hair on on fire, and I run up and um, cast Create Water <laughs> and oh, try no. to put out his hair. So there oh, is a no. startlingly loud sound as the forge the metal and this man are all extinguished sir sir are you okay you were on fire why did you you have noticed that he is completely bald you were on oh my gosh all your hair are you okay is is your head okay why why did you do that you were on fire i oh oh friend you don't, as as you're talking to him, you notice that his scalp begins to start lighting again, as if you're, someone is trying to relight a candle, and while it's caught, it hasn't quite flared to life. Um, so Koza grabs, like, a rag that he sees around and tries to start, like, padding out the flames. No, 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 no fr- friend, friend, please, please. He, he kind of, like, raises his hand to push, to push your arm away. You notice that his skin is a golden hue that seems sort of unnatural. His eyes burn in a way that you're not used to seeing. There's something very inhuman about him. And it's not just the pointed ears that you're suddenly noticing. Uh, oh no. Did I do something rude just now? A, a little, yes. It's going to take me a while to get the forge restoked and... Well, all this wood is going to have to be tossed, but, oh, looks like there are going to be a couple of cracks in this, so I'm going to have to reforge it. it it's all right. You're not the first person who's been alarmed. I, you have not, uh, you have not met my kind before, I see. Uh, I have not. We're not terribly common, but if you see someone whose hair is on fire, who seems unconcerned about it don't don't worry they might just be a genasi oh um i guess i'll roll to see if i know what a genasi is do i know that do you know what a genasi is if your hair's on fire and people try to put it out you might be a genasi (laughs) (laughs) what am i rolling for that uh nature i guess uh yeah so 17 yeah, you would remember that fire genasi in particular, like all genasi are descended from some kind of combination of human and elemental or jinn. Uh, you're not quite sure which one, but you are aware that they are the combination of elemental magic plus humanoid equal genasi. There are four variations, earth, wind, water, and fire. The gentleman whose head was flames, probably one of the fire types. Probably. Probably. You don't know. He could be an air type. 
so Solinar had been like chasing after Koza because Koza started running ahead. Yeah. And as Solinar sees Koza rush into the building and instantly extinguish this man's head and also all the things around him, instead of entering the building, Solinar just like puts himself against the side of like the outside of the building right by the doorway as if he's just, you know, hanging out. Just, you know, I'm not associated with this guy chilling. (laughs) And he decides after like apologies have been exchanged and things like that. uh, Solonar just kind of like leans over and like rolls into the building like he like shoulder rolls off the door frame. And it's like, (laughs) hey, so um, I forgot last time I was here. I, I could use throwing knives depending on what you've got. If the anything available. Unfortunately, a lot of what the metal that I had to make some gear for today is unfortunately prematurely quenched. I will not be able to make you anything new until tomorrow. Oh, well, we I think we're passing back through. Uh, I I don't know exactly how soon. I'll be happy to work on some things for you. It will just. He kind of like looks at his forge and size. It will take me, unfortunately, a little bit of time to get everything set back up. That's that's completely reasonable. Uh, the, um, what do you usually call like charge for throwing knives? Uh, throwing knives, usually seven copper a go somewhere around. Well, that's not bad at all. Now they're like, they're very thin. They're made to be quick, not strong. But well, of course, like that's just, they're for they're for flight. What you don't happen to have any like belts that you could put throwing knives in? No, unfortunately, you would have to go to a leather worker for that, my friend. Yeah, I don't think I'll be going back to the leather worker you sent me to. Oh yeah, he's awful. Great work though. It, uh, I, uh, I, I can tell great work, but, you know, he could he could take a little bit of a hint as far as, like, reacting well to his clientele. I'm going to tell you right now, if uh, if you're not a dwarf, he's not terribly friendly to you. Great. Sounds like a real bang up kind of guy. Well, yeah, he called me an ember slug. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it sounded unflattering, but I don't even know what it is. is the, that sounds like an awful thing to call somebody. It does, but again, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is either. Can I roll nature? You're absolutely able to roll nature. Uh, that's a 19. What's strange is an ember slug isn't a thing. Oh, wait, roll, You're not roll, sure. That's a 21. Yeah, <laughs> my answer doesn't change. What's strange is ember slugs are not a thing. Can I roll? A tr- you don't know what he's talking about. Can I roll an insight on amber slugs? He's not slugs? there. You can't insight here's, here's on a person's your, here's, here's your insight. He's racist. <laughs> <laughs> he created a racist term. I, for I like the idea of this just like screamingly terrible guy who like doesn't know any actual insults. So he just makes it up by combining trait of person and animal he finds unflattering. Look at this. Look at this here halfling pangolin oh god i just thought of a hilarious thing to call johannes instead of a paladin he's a pangolin people call me a lanky albatross all the time 
If we do an episode where all of you get turned into animals, Johannes will be turned into a pangolin. I mean, that just makes sense. It's inevitable, really. It would also and, just be adorable. And Boat can be a person-sized peacock. That's a, that is, that is a nightmare. That is a nightmare. Peacocks are mean. <laughs> they are mean and territorial. I'm a bear or a silverback gorilla. I don't know. I could see gorilla. I love, I love Boat being like, I'm going to turn into a gorilla and then turning into a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you must, you must only be your deepest truth or whatever. Alex Just wait till I get funny. a few levels in Druid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hate this. I'm so happy. So friend, is there anything more I can do for you and your water generating pal? Oh, um, no, I mean, if you have if you have throwing knives when we come back through, then I'll I'll gladly buy. You said how many copper each? Uh, seven. Solinar rifles through his money purse real quickly, and he's kind of like, you could see his mouth moving as if he's counting out loud, but he's not actually saying anything. And then he's like, I'll take a dozen. Absolutely, uh, payment will be due when they're completed. No, no down payment. Not at the moment, no, and I'm a little bit worried I won't be able to get everything done in time, so let me let me worry about this. Honestly, look, with look. with all of the construction workers coming through and them, you know, destroying the old jail, there's there's a lot of people coming through. Don't worry about me. There's like a a, a dawn of realization on Solinar's face and he's like Thou is the old jail that they were working on. Yes, uh, they they're taking it down and replacing it with a new uh, new uh, justice space. <laughs> justice, yeah, great. You all We're, right? Yeah, nope, great, doing perfect. Not never had never done gooder. <laughs> yeah, I, you you know what. Uh, well, we're probably going to be gone for a couple of days anyway, so you've got you've got some time. Uh, I don't think you have to rush, and um, hopefully, I'll see you here shortly. Absolutely, happy to do that. You take care, friend. You as well, and no hard feelings, water guy. Oh, um, again, I'm very sorry. It's all right. I'm glad to know that you would douse a man on fire, even if that was sort of his thing. I love ending on that note. That's a beautiful place (laughs) to end it.